Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to What Goes Up, a weekly markets podcast. I'm Valdana Hayek, a markets reporter with Bloomberg. And I'm Katie Greifeld. Mike Regan is off this week. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank God. But first, Katie, it's been a really long time since you've been on the podcast, so I want to welcome you back. literal years. Not literal. No, it actually, no, literal. But I'm thrilled to be here because it feels like there's a lot to talk about. There is, but I'm going to put you on the spot first. Okay. I want you to tell the audience something about you that nobody knows. Not even your husband. Oh, no. I mean, I don't think there's <laughs> anything. I would say I am extremely afraid of the dark. I knew that. Yeah. We, are, we are in a bit of a dark room. It has black walls. No, yeah. it's just like when you're in maybe a room or your house alone and the lights go out. I hate that. That's not a secret. I'm media trained enough. You, you, don't, you don't do that <laughs> no secrets from when you. the tape is rolling. <laughs> Anyway, artificial intelligence is all the hype on Wall Street these days. And we have some strategists even seeing AI trends driving further gains for stocks. Now one company is looking to analyze U.S. equity market trends using AI technology to project in real time why stocks might be moving. And its founder is joining us today. It's Jens Nordvik. He's the co-founder and CEO of Market Reader. And he's also the founder and CEO of Ex-Ante Data. So, Jens, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I told so many people you were going to be on the podcast, and everybody was like, oh, my God, I know him. It was crazy. There was a line of people when I came into the building. What's going on here? Yeah, there was literally a line of people. They were like, I would like to meet him. And so that's why we were late. I was thrilled that Mike Regan happened to be off this week because <laughs> I haven't talked to you in years, but we go back. I have been doing surveillance in the morning probably 40 times. Yeah, I'm but asleep. I've not been in the office. Uh, yeah. This office I've not been to, I, I think, since 19. So it was weird. But it's still the same building, at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels like Mike Regan also hasn't been in this office since <laughs> 2019. <laughs> okay. So, Jens, just to start, Katie knows you. All these people I talk to know you. But maybe just tell our audience a little bit about you. I started my career being a, a currency strategist at Goldman, and then I was a currency strategist at Bridgewater Associates. I was head of research at the Moore Securities, and then in 16, I founded a company called Exante Data, where we advise institutional investors on what's going on in the world using a lot of data. <laughs> and that's the sort of background, but, but really the, the reason why I invited me in today is that we have a new company called Market Reader, where we use latest technology to really crunch data in real time and explain why the market is moving, right? So if you have a stock that's gapping down, market readers should be able to tell you why. Using like all the different techniques that like a top hedge fund would also be using, but all programmed in a piece of software. Something that everybody really should be able to use. And are you also afraid of the dark? Not, not, not really. <laughs> but this room is a little bit scary. It's one of the blackest rooms I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. I don't know. It's just, you know, when the lights go out, you don't know where everything is. Yeah. I like to know. 
in any case, so market reader, so you say that this is theoretically similar to what a hedge fund would be doing. Who is your client then? Is it hedge funds? This is my biggest problem with the market reader that I think it's literally for everybody. So everybody wants, oh, who's your target audience? Who is it? I think it could be used by a hedge fund manager or an asset manager, but it could also be used by somebody who has, you know, a savings account and investing on their own and they maybe lost some money and made some money. They want to know why so they can make good decisions. So this could be used by, by everybody. Like, I have a company where we cater to like a niche audience of institutional investors, right? The whole goal of Market Reader is to do something for millions of users, really like have a tool that everybody can use. And I have to say the AI aspect actually has turned out to be very important in that regard, right? Because we have complex models mm. that generate the results, but the AI, the language processing really allows us to present that in a very easy to understand way, right? A couple of lines of text saying, okay, this is really what you need to know about this stock or this ETF. And if it was just like, you know, model output, it would actually be kind of hard to digest. So uh, the AI technology has really allowed us to pre- present stuff in an easier to digest way. Okay, so talk more about the AI aspect, because that part obviously is super interesting to a lot of people these days. But how even does market reader work? And I know you won't spill the secret sauce, <laughs> I suppose I could call it, but just like give us an overview of how it works, what it does, and how the AI plays a part. I, w- I will give an example, right? So one of the inputs into our system is literally everything that's going on on social media. We so ingest a lot of data, right? But if you look at everything that's going on on Twitter, for example, there's a lot of stuff that is not that relevant, a lot mm. of stuff that is fairly noisy, right? So one of the ways we can apply AI is to literally say, is this a high-quality tweet that we should consider? Or is this a low-quality, maybe even inappropriate tweet, right? And and that process is extremely powerful, extremely powerful. So there's sort of an analytical aspect, but there's also, as I said before, a presentational aspect. When you then have all the results from all the different fundamental models, just summarize them in a way where the human can actually understand it very quickly. It's very hard to get, like, a, how should we call it, mechanical robot to do it. Mm. But the possibilities you have within different AI tools such as ChatGPT to really generate text that is, what should we call it, like digestible but also appetizing mm-hmm. <laughs> is something new and, and gives some new opportunities. And that's what I wanted to sort of hone in on, on the new part, because, you know, describing, you know, scraping social media, that necessarily isn't new, but it sounds like it's the step further, turning that into text that kind of makes sense and you can read and is, you know, pleasant to look at. Am I understanding that correctly? There's many ways we use AI, but two good examples would be the filtering itself. Like we can actually use the language models to say, okay, is this the type of content we want to look at at all? So it can kind of look as a filtering mechanism, right? And then there's a further step that is close to where the user gets the output, where we essentially, okay, present all this model output in a way where it's easy to digest in one second, right? There's those two aspects of it. Okay, and then let's say I ran an analysis on some stock, and then I got the little paragraph, right? Mm -hmm. What do I then do with that information? What does the typical client do? It could be used by a financial advisor, right? Like a financial advisor has 50 stocks that his clients are following. You can very quickly get a gist of, okay, that client just lost 5%, and now I know why. I can tell him if he calls, right? So it could be used for that. 
Actually, it was last week. Now, days are passing fast. We had Moderna was popping again, like in the old days, vaccine stocks. And I used to do a lot of COVID forecasting, but it's not a big part of our process anymore, right? It doesn't move markets anymore. Moderna moved 10% very quickly, and it popped up in our system, right? And the reason was there was actually a, a new wave of COVID in China that I had not known. Like, so even though I've been doing this for three years now, it actually showed me something where I said, okay, go and look at that. And then we went and analyzed the COVID data as well. There was a spike. We didn't think it was enough to worry about, but it can actually alert you to stuff happening that you're otherwise not aware of. Audience can't see us, but I went, wow. Because <laughs> I hadn't heard that COVID news either. Yeah, no, like, and I, like, we're known for literally, like, tracking COVID, like, like we have clients that uh, came to us uh, in, in, in the COVID crisis. So it was kind of interesting to see that example. Like, obviously, the Silicon Valley Bank uh, situation that everybody knows about is another one where the system was very helpful, say, okay, on that Wednesday night, okay, there's something happening here. It's because of the announcement they made about the bond sales. By the way, First Republic is also doing something it's not supposed to do on Wednesday night. And, and those are instruments. I'm not used to having those instruments on my screen. Mm. I'm traditionally a currency guy, right? If there's something happening with the euro, I'll <laughs> have it on my screen. Mm-hmm. But all those smaller stocks I don't have, right? So having a system that can monitor everything that's going on in the U.S. equity market, 11,000 instruments, and pick out what should you focus on now gives you really an ability to absorb more information. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's the U.S. equity market, right? You're, that's the only asset class right now? We want to do everything. So at the moment in the system, we have U.S. stocks, ADRs, like foreign companies that are listed here, ETFs that will cover the macro angle, right? But we want to do literally every single financial instrument. So give us a few weeks, a few okay. months, we'll have that done. All right, you have a few weeks, a few <laughs> weeks. We'll give you two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, and then we'll check back in. So, so it... It creates this this text that you can actually read. It doesn't necessarily issue like a buy-sell recommendation. No. So we, we call it market reader very intentionally. Like we want it to really generate information that describes what's going on. I'm sure there's going to be quant funds and so forth that can use the data set that we're generating to create their own signals and alpha and so forth. But We want this to be for a lot of people, and the purpose of our company is to explain in a very objective, very precise way what's going on right now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Okay, so is it fortuitous or maybe lucky is the right word that that you started using AI to do this and now AI is the big thing? Or was it the case that even a couple of years ago, you thought to yourself, 
AI is going to be the next big thing. So I'm going to incorporate it into my strategy. I think what's happened this year is that actually applying AI has become so much easier than it was six months ago or 12 months ago, right? So the hurdle to really embedding it in a system has been lowered so much. So our original plan was more focused, focused on structural modeling, traditional fundamental modeling. But we've really seen how this actually allows us to do stuff that we just can't do with traditional models. So it's, it's, very, uh, it's, it's, it's very rewarding to actually see that you can take the technology a step further. I'm really curious. I mean, the, my question at the, the outset was, who is this for? I'm curious about how you market something like this, because obviously with AI being the hot topic, there's going to be a lot of snake oil out there. And obviously you have a track record, well-respected, but when you're, you're pitching this, I mean, what does that pitch sound like? Especially when I'm sure there's a lot of pitches out there right now. If I'm going to describe it very simply is that we don't have any garbage. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at financial markets, they're so complex, like trying to figure out how they're linked, how cross-asset correlations work, like one thing moves the other and so forth. It's very easy to get information overload and get like false positives effectively, right? So I think what our system is very good at is to really cut down to what really matters and have almost no noise, no garbage in the feed. And I think that's what we've seen. Like once in a while, there's an AI tool that pops up with a headline sound. Oh, that sounds like market reader. And then we see what is surfaced, right? If you're just letting the AI technology loose without, you know, strict control of it, it's going to find a lot of garbage. And it's going to become, from for a financial market participant, it's going to become not just use, useless, but like a t- total waste of time, right? Because it gives you information that you don't want. So getting rid of the garbage is, 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 uh, is very important. Also, if you think about if you want to have alerts coming out from this thing, like you don't want to get woken up at night because there's something happened that is totally relevant for your portfolio. So getting rid of the garbage is cool. So if you feel, if you feel that you can feed chat GPT or whatever AI technology with something that is gold, right, then you're also going to get something that's very valuable out. So we had this great headline at Bloomberg this week that said hedge funds are deploying ChatGPT to handle all the grunt work. So I'm just curious how else you see AI being deployed on Wall Street. Like how are companies using it? I think a lot of hedge funds, a lot of asset managers, and I've spoken to many uh, about this over the last couple of weeks, right? They all thinking about how to go about doing this. I think we're still pretty early. We're still pretty early. They're thinking about it. I don't think this is something that has caused job losses already. It's almost like, in the short term, it's almost the opposite, right? There has to be some investments made in this field to harvest the benefit. Uh, but it's going to take a, a little while before we have matured to a degree where it's actually going to uh, like substitute for some people, I think. I like how you thought garbage was a bad word or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Can we a, say garbage here? <laughs> like, are you going to name names yeah, and really drag some people here? So in talking about AI in this conversation, I mean, it seems like we're talking about language processing. We're talking about generative AI, not necessarily like machine learning, because I'm pretty new to AI, obviously interested in it, covered a lot, talk about it a lot. But when it comes to investing, it seems like there's this dichotomy here that, you know, there's sort of the text-based AI and then there's like machine learning. Maybe you run a model a bunch and bunch, a bunch of times and it gets a little bit better each time. You're firmly situated, it seems like, in the text-based AI. In the end, we will have the world kind of 
past in a, in a new way, right? Because we're going to have causal explanations for everything, and we're going to have a very high-frequency data set that has those causal explanations attached to it, right? So with that proprietary data set, you can take the next step and say, okay, let's do some machine learning on that, figure out, okay, where are the alpha streams, right? So I'm not planning to do that internally. I don't have an aspiration to become an asset manager. Mm. We want to help other asset managers do that. But there will be that element to it as well. So it's also interesting talking to you because, you know, you ran through your resume. You were uh, an analyst at Goldman or a strategist or analyst. I don't know if uh, you get picky about that. Some people people call it economist, but some people don't like that. So uh, strategist, some people like better. uh, We can choose whatever way you like. So you were a strategist at Goldman. (laughs) You were a strategist at Nomura. Are you basically trying to put past versions of yourself out of business? Is what you're you're doing, what Market Reader does, does that sort of displace the traditional research analyst? Within Exante Data, we have a, a Bloomberg chat, right, where we talk to top institutional investors around the world. Around you don't the talk clock. to us, though. <laughs> uh, if you want to pay, maybe you can get involved in the chat, but this is like... People pay for that service, right? And we have an intense discussion about stuff. To answer your question, right, it's totally possible that some of the content that is there could be done by a robot version of one of my team members or a robot version of myself. And we definitely think about that. We can also think about using essentially the market reader technology to do aspects of what we do for the Exante data clients. This is going to be fun stuff. And maybe we can do analysis that we otherwise wouldn't do. Maybe there's some analysis we don't like to do, that we find boring, that we give to the robot to do, and then we have more time to do some fun stuff. And we can't let you go because of this Wall Street background of yours without you sharing some thoughts on what you're actually seeing in terms of markets. I think you're looking at global growth slowing down. What evidence are you looking at? And just what are your thoughts, broadly speaking, on everything that's going on with global economies and markets. Yeah. We crunch a lot of data. So for uh, for China, uh, we we essentially have a rule that we try not to look at official data because we think it is, uh, since we're allowed to use the word garbage. <laughs> so um, we use our own alternative data to have a sense of what's going on in the Chinese economy. And uh, we've had pretty weak signals since the end of March, right? Now it's showing up in the official data, or at least the PMIs will lag. So uh, this is an important thing for the global economy, right? Because other economies, when they reopened, it was a multi-quarter process with a booming economy, right? And in China's case, it looks like they had one quarter mm. of, of better growth, and now they're slowing already, right? So that's a negative surprise for a lot of people. Do you want to talk about assets as well? Yeah. Sure. We love assets. So <laughs> so I, I think this is, just, this is just interesting about psychology in the market, right? We've had this whole wave of let's focus on the dollar being doomed that we're going to de-dollarize and so forth right and then you look at what's actually happening in the market right and the currency that in the narrative is perceived to be the new alternative to the dollar the the chinese currency cny is literally going weaker every day not every single day but if you look at the chart since january There are so few strengthening days, right? And we just have a long trend now of dollar gains and CNY weakness. 
it's just so interesting, right, that you can have a disconnect between a narrative that if you read all those stories, it looks like, okay, the dollar's going to die tomorrow, right? And then you look at what's actually going on in the market, and the CNY is having trouble, literally. Mm-hmm. You can look at a lot of capital flow data as well, but it's just in the price action, it's just stunning. your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers, they're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Well, that, I mean, deja vu. Again, I first met Jens because I was a currency reporter and I was obsessed with that theme in like 2017, 2018. Oh my gosh, when will the yuan displace the dollar as the global reserve currency? And I think someone said to me, I don't think it was you, like, you will write this story every five years. Like it becomes a narrative and then it dies. Like nothing will displace the dollar. And it feels like we're in that part of the arc again where people are realizing that, okay, the dollar's not going anywhere. I get so many questions on it that I actually wrote, I wrote a public substack today <laughs> that's called A Brief History of Dollar Hatred. <laughs> I tweeted it out as well because we go through these waves. And I've been doing this for about yeah, a little bit more than 20 years now, right? I've been through three waves. Like there was one before the global financial crisis where people said, oh, the U.S. current account deficit is so big, the dollar's going to die. Then there was, uh, you know, from 2010 to 2013 or so, and said, oh, the Fed is printing so much money, Q infinity, the dollar's going to die. And now this year we've had, oh, China has a much better currency, the dollar's going to die, right? So we go through these phases, and uh, then you look at how the dollar's trading. Dollars is strong. Doesn't matter how you look at it. Normal exchange rate, real exchange rate, which index. It's a strong currency. There's mm-hmm. no evidence that the dollar is about to collapse. Doesn't mean it couldn't collapse in the future, right? But it's not. It's not something that is in motion yet. What is that a function of? Rate now is it? You know, the Federal Reserve having you know still on its hiking path higher uh, terminal rate than everyone else, it seems like, at least at this moment? Or is this more about other economies, other central banks not looking as hot? Yeah, but we can keep it very simple, right? So we're discussing how much above 5% interest rate should go in the U.S., right? That's the debate we're having every day. Uh, And then in in China, right, now the debate is whether they have to lower interest rates below 2%, right? We're going lower every day, right? So it used to be the case that interest rates were much, much higher in China than in the United States, right? And now... It's totally flipped, right? So I don't do analysis based on one variable, but that's a pretty important variable, and it's like it's showing a very dramatic effect. Like the other thing that I, I think is 
as sort of grotesque about this debate about okay, is the is the Chinese currency gonna take take all the reserve currency money like from central bank reserves instead of the dollar, right? You look at the capital flow, which is what I'm doing every day, and literally since the beginning of 2022, there's not been a single month with any meaningful inflows into China. Nobody wants their bonds.、Uh, how can you have a reserve currency when people don't want to hold their, their their bonds? So there's a lot of stuff missing. It's not because everything is fantastic in the U.S., right?、Uh, we have political issues. We talk about debt ceiling, which really is a silly thing. Like, why why do we have such a, a bizarre system, right? So it's not that everything is fantastic in the U.S., but we need to have an alternative. To have a real threat to the dollar needs to be an alternative, and it's so hard to find a real alternative. And the Chinese currency is definitely not one. If people don't want the bonds, it's not an alternative. Katie, I'm so glad you're here because I know nothing about currency. This is so fun. It's like 2019 again. It's、yeah. great. <laughs> well, Jens Nordvik, thank you so much for joining the podcast. This has been a real pleasure. But I'm going to hold both of you hostage until we play craziest thing we saw in markets this week. This is the most ready I've ever been for craziest.、Thing. Are you sure? Okay, you go first since Wait, you, you teased us. So I cover ETFs now, Jens. I, I moved on from the world of currencies. I love covering bond ETFs. Obviously, it's been the year of the bond. But the craziest thing I saw in markets this week, I was looking at a triple leveraged long duration treasuries ETF. So it's twenty year treasuries, and then you triple that exposure. Bonds are already so volatile, but apparently people really want this because this ETF. It's the Direction Daily twenty plus year Treasury Bull three times ETF. The ticker is TMF.、Uh, Its assets have hit two billion dollars. It's more than doubled this year alone in、wow. assets. People just really want very volatile bonds, I guess. Oh my gosh, I want a calmer market. No, not these people. I, not a, I want calm. I want calm. I asked Dave Nadig over at、uh, Vetify what's going on. Who's buying this? Like, who the heck wants TMF right now? And he said it's all headline day traders. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Okay, you were prepared. Yeah. Yens, so I, we've had a, a, a bit of movement in some semiconductor stocks over the last, I, I guess, think so, two、yeah. weeks. So, so I'll give you a stat from、uh, market readers. So we we look at all the the volumes in those instruments, and some of these semiconductor companies they just have totally insane volumes, right? If you look at the volume and you've learned about the normal distribution in school, right? If you get like two standard deviations, it's big, and three, it's very big. I've seen sixteen standard deviations, like the volume was above normal here this week. So there's definitely a little bit of focus on semiconductors, like for Nvidia, or <laughs> which stocks are we talking about? Some of the、uh, like、uh, Maxwell, so for some of the like second tier semiconductors, like just、oh. crazy volume. Well,、yeah. I would imagine people are trying to. Find the next Nvidia, right? Holy moly! Yes, Sultana. I have trouble pronouncing Nvidia. Nvidia.、Okay. I said. That's why、Nvidia. I said semiconductor, so I don't get into that <laughs> pronunciation. I、thing. said Nvidia on Nvidia. TV once, and I got like three people paying me, and they were like, "It's Nvidia."、So、oh, is it Nvidia? So I, I was、know. right. I I just know it's not Nvidia. I feel like I toggle between Nvidia and. I feel superior now because、yeah. I got it right. It's、wow. definitely not Na. Nv Nvidia. Let's see who hits us up. Yeah, Nvidia. <laughs> okay, it's my turn, and I'm gonna make you both play a game. Okay. Mike usually does this role, and he's very good at officiating as like the game master. But I'm gonna read you a little description, and then I'm gonna have you play 
the price is precise. Okay. So it's not the price is right. It's the price is precise. So what are, what are the rules? It's the same rules. Oh, okay. We just can't call it that. Okay. A Japanese ice cream. This is good so far, right? So far. Just set the world record as the most expensive ice cream ever. It's made of truffles from Italy, and they go for $15,000 per kilogram. And it also has Parmigiano Reggiano in it. And sake lees, which is leftover paste from sake production. And when you buy this ice cream, you also get a handcrafted metal spoon that's made with materials used to build temples and shrines. I'm sorry. I thought this was the craziest thing in markets. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I'm giving myself a pass. Okay. If you wanted to order this ice cream, okay, how much are you paying for it? In, in Remember, dollars or in yen? In dollars, okay. and it's the most expensive ice cream ever. And you go first. Okay. I think it's $20,000. Katie? Is this for what, what unit? Is this for a cup of ice cream, a scoop of ice cream? I think you get a little bit of ice cream because, um, yeah, like a pint maybe, because this the story said that you should try to eat it as soon as possible. Like, it doesn't technically go bad, but mm. you should eat it within 10 days of oh. getting it. So... Okay. And you're supposed to put truffle oil on top of it. I'm going to say, I feel like you kind of lowballed it. So I'm going to say like 250000 For ice cream? I have no idea. <laughs> she's a, now she's, I she's fancy. Oh like 20000 ice cream is cheap. Someone okay. call these people and tell them to up their price. How wrong am I? You're both so wrong. What is it? $6,696. Ah, only three times. Yeah. God. We're going to rage quit this podcast. Slam your cups down. <laughs> Slam your fists down. Anyway, it was a it was a great pleasure to have you both on here and have you guess so very incorrectly about this ice cream. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> thank you. And Jens, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast this week. Jens Nordvik, co-founder and CEO of Market Reader. I hope we come back soon. I hope so too. Thank you both. That was fun. What goes up? We'll be back next week. Until then, you can find us on the Bloomberg Terminal website and app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love it if you took the time to rate and review the show so more listeners can find us. You can find us on Twitter. Follow me, at Vildana Hyrick. Mike Regan is at Reganonymous. You can also follow Bloomberg Podcasts at Podcasts. What Goes Up is produced by Stacey Wong, and our head of podcasts is Sage Bauman. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, 
influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.